I'm Kate Daniels. Physical health is where we begin the hour, perhaps having this as one of the best gifts we can give ourselves. Living without pain? Well, at least most of the time. Quite desirable, wouldn't you agree? How do we accomplish this? At least to a greater degree in a natural way, let's turn to certified personal trainer Lenny Levin, who has created this based on his own challenges with pain and a compromised life. Finding success, Lenny wanted to share it with others, which he does through his work, Wellness and Beyond, and he joins us today to invite us to this Healthier Life Station. Lenny Levitt, good morning, and thank you so greatly for being with us this morning. Uh, My pleasure to be here. I am really grateful to have your experience, your story, your uh, results here to share with us this morning. The big focus being pain and figuring out how to work with it and get away from it because, sadly, it's something that seems to dominate most of our lives at certain points in times. That is correct. So, and uh, pain is actually... is. Uh probably one of the major issues uh, in in US and uh, the survey by the US uh, health uh, department uh, found that uh, 54.5% of adult population experienced the uh, musculoskeletal pain disorder and uh, the uh, the problem is that uh, the conventional medicine and this is what i discovered that uh, is not uh, successful in treating pain and only can offer uh, drugs and uh, surgery. And uh, what I uh, what I was doing, I was uh, studying. Uh, this is not also I want to emphasize to your listeners that it's not Lenny's Levin uh, technique or approach. It's all uh, based on the science, which is functional anatomy and kinesiology. And I found that some of the major concepts and uh, principles are not. Uh, used and overlooked. And as a result, uh, we live with pain and some people don't understand that uh, the pain can be removed and without the drugs and surgeries. So here we are, as you mentioned, the statistic, 54%, that's over half of us at right, some that's point. Right. One of the two. Yes, which is an astronomical number that that many of us deal with pain and this is, uh, it ends up being chronic because as you're suggesting here, it's not being dealt with in the right way. So the pain becomes chronic. You have your own personal story that led to this, right, Lenny? That's right. Uh, basically, I can tell you that uh, the story is a very humble beginnings. Uh, I started to having a, a more active lifestyle and I started jogging and I started uh, running then I started uh, competing in uh, road races, and very quickly I realized that if I continue doing uh, the way the conventional training is, that uh, it's not going to last, uh, and uh, I'm going to get injured and or lose motivation of doing it. So I started looking uh, and uh, researching and reading, and unfortunately I could not find anything that uh, would make sense. Uh, because uh, all I heard that you want to run faster, then you have to run more. If you want to get stronger, you have to lift more. So it's only just volume uh, of the training. And, uh, and what I, well, I saw that uh, everybody around me was uh, getting injured. 
uh, on a consistent basis. So I started looking and see whether this is actually uh, final uh, and there's no way to to find uh, any solutions. And I was studying, as I indicated to you, that I I studying uh, functional anatomy and kinesiology, and I found that some of the basic principles related to the human movement are uh, either overlooked or neglected. And uh, I started practicing. That study led me into my new occupation, which I became a personal trainer, certified personal trainer in a local club in Boston. And I saw that uh, people exercising, but there's no result. And the only result they would get if they keep exercising for, say, uh, for extensive period of time, then uh, the body becomes dysfunctional. What I found uh, in my study is that uh, one of the principles that is missing that we all concerned with the muscles. See, that's the thing is that uh, we all worry about how to get muscles stronger, but we don't pay enough attention to the alignment, uh, and especially the joint alignment. So if uh, joints are not aligned properly, then uh, what's going to happen is that the muscle cannot work uh, properly. And if we keep trying to make muscles stronger, then it becomes it backfires and makes the alignment worse, and it's a trap. So I um, started practicing my findings, and I started getting uh, people uh, with uh, basically my practice turned into not providing workouts, but trying to first help people remove the pain because they would come and they wanted to uh, get fit, but points that they're in pain. So I started practicing uh, and uh, incorporating the joint alignment and not focusing on the muscles, and results were beyond any ex expectations. And this is what uh, now I continue doing it, and it's still producing uh, successful outcomes. So this is actually a practice to when you say joint alignment it is right. uh, it's uh -huh. not something we do ourselves we work right. with someone like yourself a, a certified trainer right mm -hmm. well yeah this is a process and to uh, rather than talk in general terms i can uh, would be probably good to give you an example yes um uh, in terms of the alignment and one of the uh, examples easier to understand say the arm so when we lift the arm, uh, the arm has uh, three joints, the wrist joint, the elbow, and the shoulder joint. And what's missing, um, that uh, the, the arm should be connected also with the shoulder blade, which then allows the arm to uh, be connected with the body. So if you get connected with the uh, shoulder blade, the arm becomes stabilized and uh, can function properly. And this is what I don't see what's happening, and this is what I found when I was working with people. I didn't, uh, didn't have any client who would know that they need to uh, be aware uh, about shoulder blades and the muscles around it and uh, do exercises that it would be, uh, arm would be as one unit connected to the body. Exactly. So... What would happen conventionally is uh, there might be shoulder pain, which is pretty common in our society, right. uh -huh. and mm -hmm. we would just uh, take some sort of across-the-counter medication, or we might go to a doctor who s suggests taking some kind of pain medication. Is that right? That's right. And see, the other problem that I found was that uh, 
typically, if you go to a doctor, uh, orthopedic surgeon, uh, he basically is not going to do any treatment. He's going to send you, either give you a, uh, a pill or going to send you a physical therapy. And physical therapy uh, would only focus on the area of pain. So now if you have a shoulder problem, then they're going to treat the shoulder. But since the body uh, is designed to work as a one integrated unit, as one system interconnected between each uh, many body segments, then you have to look into uh, all the other areas that uh, the arm is connected to. And usually what happens is that the problem is not the shoulder. Uh, problem is somewhere else. And this is what I found uh, working with my clients. And one example was I, I had a person who uh, was 70 years old, and he was diagnosed with three problems. He had uh, two shoulder injuries, uh, two, which they call frozen shoulders, mm. uh, and a swollen knee. And uh, they gave him uh, a shot, which lasted for some time, and then uh, after the second shot, it didn't have any effect. And after that, uh, the doctor told him that the only thing I can do is the uh, surgeries. So he was recommended three surgeries when we started. And uh, after two months of functional therapy, which is uh, basically this is a result of me and my efforts, although functional therapy is a, is a term, it does exist, but I don't think it's practiced the way. It should be practiced according to the scientific principles. So, um, I practice uh, functional therapy where I would look, uh, first of all, at outside the area of pain. And this is what we did. He didn't know that shoulder blades uh, should be part of the movement. And uh, after two months, the shoulder started functioning properly. And one, one of the basic things, like uh, I don't know, the daily needs, he couldn't put a jacket on because uh, the shoulders were frozen. And also, he would like to swim, but he couldn't swim because he couldn't stroke with the arm. So after two months, he was able to put a jacket and a shoulders wasn't a problem, and he canceled the surgeries. Now, that's really a good news story. Right. Right. So the thing is, in this case, and I imagine, you know, we could have 10 people with frozen shoulder. Each one's going to be slightly different or maybe a lot different, or is it going to be pretty much a common thread between people as to what the cause is? Okay, yeah. See, this is another thing that, uh, and this is what i trying to bring in awareness about, is that people uh, have this concept that uh, each body is uh, separate, and uh, my body moves that uh, one way and somebody else uh, moving the other way. But the thing is that it's really a misconception because we all have the same uh, structure. We have a skeleton, uh, we have muscles, and we all have uh, two shoulder joints, two knees, two arms. Uh, so it's the anatomical structure is the same. So as, as long as you, obviously, it, it would be some variations in terms of dimensions and also could be some uh, some variations in terms of functioning, but first what you look into, you should uh, see how the body is supposed to work. And if most of the people would know that they should even think about the shoulder blades. So then if you have 10 people, out of 10 people, nobody knew that uh, they should engage the shoulder blades, then this is the area you should look for, and usually it, it would help. So 
when you work with people, you give them exercises that they need to work with. What's the approach, Lenny? Right. So now uh, if we, uh, we look outside the area of the pain and we determine that shoulder blades uh, are the problem because they were not engaged and the uh, person didn't know it should be engaged. So then the exercises would be start moving uh, the shoulder blade in, um, in different directions, like, uh, up and down to the side, and make those muscles because they're tight. So you need to loosen up those muscles, and once you loosen up, then you could uh, make them stronger. But they need to, muscles around the shoulder blade, they need to work. They need to move. But typically, when I start, most of the people I had, they don't move and because they've never been moving. So one of the areas of work is to develop movements around the muscles and shoulder blade that will allow shoulder blade to go down and to go up. And one of the things that happens because of that also it affects your posture because if the shoulder blade is stuck and doesn't move down, then it means you're going to have slouch shoulders. Uh, and that's, that's another problem. So basically that, uh, the shoulder blades not only can solve the shoulder uh, problem, but also can solve your overall alignment and posture issue. And I can appreciate that if this is ongoing and you're mentioning this particular uh, story that you're sharing, this individual was 70 years old uh-huh. and was going to have to go to surgery, but you were right. able to work with him for how long? Well, we worked actually three months, but after two months, he started experiencing improvement. And then after three months, he also uh, was able to move freely. The shoulders were not frozen. And also the knee was uh, another was an issue. Another issue. And then uh, this is another area where you have to look outside the pain. And this has to do with uh, your uh, hip uh, and pelvis and gluteal muscles. And that also... And when we start working on that, then he started experiencing gradual improvement. And then eventually uh, the knee became uh, normal. There was no swelling. And uh, he, one of the reasons he wanted to address this problem, because it's a quality of life, he simply could not walk for any extended period of time. And now he is able to not only to walk, but he's doing some rounds of golf, which takes... Uh, uh, about four miles of working and no pain. That's incredible. That that truly is life-giving, right? It gives him his life back. That's right. And this is what he uh, also, I have, uh, if your listeners uh, uh, have some questions or uh, want to continue conversation, they can go to my website, which is wellnessandbeyond.net. And also I have a YouTube channel. And they also can connect with my uh, uh, network at LinkedIn to get more information. Which is excellent, because as we said at the outset of this, is that over half of us are living with some form of pain, and we keep throwing kinds of pills at it, and they uh, can only do so much, and in fact, they can sometimes cause even uh, further problems, especially if we get into real pain medication, right? That's right, and medication is a temporary relief, and uh, it doesn't fix the imbalance uh, in your uh, imbalances in your body and alignment. And one of the things that since we're talking about, I also want to bring up another issue which probably concerns uh, pretty much everybody, and that is that uh, um, you are 40, 
and then uh, in the morning you wake up and you feel like 60. That, uh, that sounds familiar for me, uh, probably to many people. And uh, uh, so one of the things that uh, what's happening with your body that as I we started talking about, and this is the uh, the principle of functional anatomy that the body is supposed to work as one integrated uh, system. Uh, it means that once you wake up in the morning and you feel uh, much older, then the body parts and segments are getting disconnected. They're not working together. And uh, one of the ways to, an effective way to do it is to use body weight exercises, not machines, not just exercise randomly just to get a workout, because workout is not going to help to this. If your body already not fully functional, then workout is not going to make it any better. So uh, body weight is a very effective tool to uh, restore functional capacity. So uh, some of the exercises that you want to do is, again, it's uh, do exercises that would connect one of the first steps of uh, restoring your functional capacity is uh, functional movement awareness. This is basically my... My approach consists of two phases. One, since you don't know probably that uh, what parts of the body you should be using and, and how to use it, then the first would be functional movement awareness. And on that stage, what you would uh, like to do, you want to focus on connecting your limbs, uh, arms, and legs to your torso and to your body. And that would be uh, body weight exercises. So... I'm trying to imagine how body weight, it's just using your body and becoming aware of these different parts of the body? Or are That's we... right. This is absolutely correct. So what it is, that many people don't know that uh, they should be using one of the examples. And one of the, if, I, if somebody asks me, as far as the musculoskeletal uh, pain disorder, what area, what muscles you think that uh, really... Uh, so important. I, I, at this point, again, this is still uh, the area that uh, is not fully uh, researched and fully developed. So, and uh, and I'm doing the research, and I believe that I've done uh, some contribution by developing some of the methods how to deal with it to uh, to the science. But still, if you talk about the muscle groups that really critical and can create uh, so many problems in human body, that's the gluteal muscles which is uh, uh, buttocks, uh, buttocks muscles, or simply in, uh, in simple language, your butt. So then uh, one of the things, since we can't here on the show get into technical details and, and also would be hard to explain type of exercises, although I can give the general exercises, but the point is that the one thing that would, you should start uh, be aware and looking at it, if your butt uh, is tired, so if you don't feel that your butt is moving and your gluteal muscles not moving, then it means that other muscles are compensating. And this is how you get into pain in the first place. And this is how you wake up well, in the morning and you feel, you feel older because uh, th that group of muscle is uh, actually controlling your center. And the center is connected to the upper body and lower body. And if those gluteal muscles are not moving, then it creates, and I already have research, found research, very credible research, that it can create a hip problem, can create back problem, it can create feet problem, and it can create even a shoulder problem. 
So it's really important to understand and learn how to use the gluteal muscles. And that's where the term functional fits in, doesn't it? That's right. That's functional because basically the way the body, when I was talking about uh, using the body so supposed to uh, work as one integrated unit, then the way the, the science defines it, that the human movement accomplished by three main systems within the bodies. So muscular system, skeletal system, and nervous system. And this is becomes then, if all three systems are working, Together, then it becomes functional movement. And fortunately, unfortunately, uh, functional movement is not fully defined. If you go online and search, uh, there's nothing comes up. I didn't even realize that I, by researching it and uh, trying to find the answers, it's going to get me in the area that is not fully defined. And then this is where I spent, uh, so I've been studying researching for 12 years, and I've been practicing for eight years. And that led me into the next stage of uh, also because uh, with the more serious problem, you have to, uh, it becomes more, uh, more involved. And one is that the second stage is the integrated functional movement. Now, once you go through the first stage, functional movement awareness, then you know the body segments and the body parts that you should be concerned with and aware. And then the, the second stage, integrated functional movement would be where you would start learning how to make those segments to work together. And to get a, a greater understanding, you were mentioning your website, so let's mention mm -hmm. that again. Yes, my website is wellnessandbeyond.net, and also if you go to a testimonials page, it has some links to my YouTube channel, or you can find my YouTube channel by entering my first and last name, and also if you're on LinkedIn, then you can join my network. And I think with the YouTube videos, which I have not accessed yet, there we would get a better understanding and appreciation uh, seeing visibly what's going on, right? Right. So the YouTube channel basically would be uh, video interviews of people who've gone through, through the program. And one of them would be the one that I mentioned that had three surgeries and he's going to explain uh, how he was doing it and what happened. And I think that's what, you know, any of us would find desirable. The idea of surgery is pretty frightening. Desirable that, would be... That's right. Not only frightening, but also some people don't realize that uh, it can cause problem in the future because what happens is that if you, for example, they replace your knee, then that area becomes dysfunctional. And uh, once the new knee, the artificial knee is in place, then all the muscles are on that side not fully functional, so which means that the other side would you know, compensate. And I had clients who had the hip uh, replacement surgery, and they didn't tell them that they need to address the issue of imbalance. And then as a result, one client became uh, really, if you will, in simple terms, crooked on one side because they didn't do anything to make sure that the weak side is uh, getting proper treatment. And then also, I know some people who decided to go for surgery and then end up with the back problems because now you have, a, once you replace one part, it, it's a misalignment because the other part is not as strong and it affects the back. So I think a very central message here is to understand how our body is so integrated, not to isolate certain parts and say, oh, my shoulder is sore, and just look at that, but realize the 
how it's interconnected and everything is affected by it, that we need to look at the whole. That's right. And uh, we all know about this. The question is how you do it. And uh, what I found that uh, the functional movement is the uh, general concept. And uh, we need to worry about uh, our body working as one unit as opposed to going in a machine and trying to uh, get isolated muscles stronger. Precisely. Well, this is really such important information for us to really investigate further. And I think what you're doing for us, Lenny, this morning is opening up a whole new vision Mm -hmm. and how we might be looking at our body and getting healthier. Because here's a person you're saying is 70, and he was pretty much, his life was stuck. Now he's out on the golf course. That's right. He does on the courses. He now also can get on the floor. I mean, see, one of the things is also as far as the improving your body, where you should be also thinking, you should think about what you do as far as exercise, how is it connected to your daily life. And if you go on a gym and you sit on the bench and you are doing some pull-ups on the machine, then where in life are you going to do it? Hardly ever. So then what do you want to do? You want to do things that really would relate what you need in life. And this is bending, sitting down and uh, getting up, getting down the floor, getting up, and then uh, using your body. So in other words, your body is the machine. I never use machines uh, with my clients because machines make your body more dysfunctional than using your own body. As a matter of fact, I want to give you an interesting quote. I had a client who... When we started, she was 80 years old, and she had a, a long list of ailments, musculoskeletal and internal problems. So she had knee replacement, she had a hip replaced, she had a heart attack, she had a cancer, and she had a long list of medications she was taking daily. And also she came on a cane. And in the beginning, it was a, such a daunting <laughs> task when I look at her, how I'm going to... But I thought that I'm not the one who's giving up easily. Actually, I don't remember when I give up on anything. <laughs> but I started doing the sensible approach, a functional movement. And one day, I didn't even know that it happened. She comes uh, for a session, and she tells me that I went to a store, and I was without a cane. <laughs> People, relatives and friends were amazed. I mean, how did it happen? And she said that, well, I was uh, this... Uh, she called me a crazy Russian. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, that what it tells you that uh, age is not really what it actually people think about it, because aging is more has to do with letting the body become dysfunctional and then thinking that it's aging. But if you keep walking and maintaining your functional capacity, age is not what people think. And this is what uh, one of my discoveries in this journey was that if you never knew how to maintain functional capacity and then maintain it, then you can't blame the age for it. Besides being fascinating, this is just utterly so important, Lenny Levin. I am just so pleased that we've had this conversation, that you've opened our eyes, and uh, we'll just recommend that people look further. Go to your website and go to the YouTube. Let's mention the website again. The wellness and beyond one word dot net. And then uh, if you go to the testimonials page, then there's links there to your YouTube channel, or you just enter 
my last and the first name, and then my channel is going to come up. And then if you're also on LinkedIn, then you can join my network. And also, I'd like to take this opportunity to praise you, Kate, because this is something that people don't know. And most of the people don't know where to turn to remove pain except the drugs and surgery. And now I am in the midst of campaign for bringing awareness, and you one of the first stops. And I really appreciate the fact that you pay attention to this problem and problems. And I'm really glad to be here and thank you for your help to promote this idea of functional movement. And so in other words, you in pain, it doesn't mean to be it's final. You can remove it and you can remove it in a natural way. Precisely. Well, it's a team approach. And once again, I'm so grateful to you, the fact that you're doing this and for spending time with us this morning. Uh, You're welcome. I'm glad to be here.